Um, hey guys. What's up? Hey. <laughs> you are, oh, James was caught in the middle of a sip of tea. Yeah, yeah. James is over there. Today he is drinking sleepy time extra tea. So <laughs> if he starts to slowly like dwindle throughout this episode, just know that he's drinking sleepy time tea. Yeah. Well, and he's going last too. So he's going to be extra mm. sleepy. I hope today. that we don't bore him to sleep. You know what I mean? And that Goodness. those, those, Herbs take yeah, over his but, mind. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my patented James impression. No one will know the difference. There you go. I want to hear it right now. James, this is Alex acting like you. Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That was, that was quite an insult, Alex. I'm so sorry. I subjected that to oh you, James. God. I thought that, that was going to be better. I quickly realized I've actually never tried to be James. <laughs> oh, you know, man. Alex, and I think it sounded more like a Muppet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Some Oscar the Grouch level and stuff, man. Dang. I think we've Mm. mentioned before that Alex cannot do accents to Mm. save his life. I'm so bad. So. Yeah. Please don't hold that up against him. I can do it. Jamaican's my best. Uh, European is my second best. European? (laughs) European. Just just general European. Oh, my God. So that's Alex, you guys. I guess we should introduce ourselves. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast, where every week we come at you with another weird topic. This week, our topic was submitted by Carson in Texas, and he asked us to talk about why the Middle Ages didn't happen, Mm. which is something I had no idea even existed that this theory was like out there, but... This was actually a very interesting episode to look into. Yeah, so we're all, we're looking we're looking at that topic, and then we've kind of spread it out a little bit to chronology being incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. A time numbers make me uncomfortable. They exist. They exist, but are they right? We'll hmm. never know. James, is there anything you want to just talk about? Since like it's been a while, it's been a while. What how have you been? What have you been up to? How are your spiders doing? They're doing good. Uh, yeah. Still got some centipede babies, and um, chartreuse is ready to pop. Hasn't yet, but at some point chartreuse will bolt. That's for sure. Okay. Okay. Good. By I was at first. I was like thinking like pop. Oh. What does that mean no. with regards like, to a spider? Yeah. Like is she thinking, going to spontaneously combust? I was thinking like James was like mating them, so he could have uh, own, he could have his own. Spider army. Arachnid expo. Or spider <laughs> army, I guess. It's probably more likely. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, James, and that your spiders and your centipede babies are doing splendidly. Mm. Alex and I have been just busy with work, but one thing that I'm proud of this week is that I think that I finally got down like the look when you look at your kid and your kid's misbehaving and you look at them and they go, oh, crap, like mom's got that look. <laughs> so that's kind of been like one of my proudest achievements this uh, week is that mastered the stare. Yeah, yeah, I've got the stare down. So she's been, she's great, but she's just been very. What's the word? Be- bedtime for her has been rough. She's <sighs> trying to game the system. I've I've been trying to give her a little more leeway, and then she abuses it. And so we've been mm. having to correct. Yeah, I've been throwing her the stare, and mm. then she's like, oh. anyways you guys our patreon launches soon yeah Ooh, Ooh, 
In fact, what, when is this episode supposed to come out? Next Actually, week? it'll be our <laughs> Patreon will be live by the time this episode. Oh, comes that's out. Will it be? Yeah. yeah, right. Absolutely. March. March first. Yeah. So this episode's coming out. So you guys, golly, we hope you've signed up for Patreon <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, we're gonna be releasing a bonus episode three three a month at least for all of our Patreon listeners, and then we also have. Some other fun things that are planned. We've got some merch that's going to be coming out soon. And some there's going to be some exclusive merch for different tiers. So yeah. So, anyways, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you can do so. Find it on our 13thfloorpodcast.com website. And you can hear hear more of me, Alex, and James. Mm, yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? We need to say hello to our listeners around the globe, don't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's pull up the map. Uh, we got a new. We got a song for it now. Yep, and that's all that it is. Oh. Let's pull up the map. <laughs> Here's something special, you guys. We have some new areas on the map this month. Oh. Yes. Usually, South America, we don't have very much listenership there, but people are now listening in Colombia. Oh. So, hello to everybody in Colombia. We also have somebody that's listening in Russia. Nice. Good for you. Russia. And then we'll also say here in the United States, Alex, point to the map. All right. Alex is saying hello to Florida, which Florida, I hope that I can come and visit you soon. Yeah, that's, that's where we, <laughs> we want to say hello to all of our listeners around the globe. No matter where you're listening, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. So do we have an icebreaker, you guys? Yeah, James. Um, actually, yeah, we do. Um, ooh, you know, we've ooh. we've we've done a version of this before because we talk about time related things quite often. And I, we've, I've mentioned before what period of time you'd want to live in. Well, since this is about temporal periods not happening, what period in human history would you least like to have lived through? Oh, least. Yep. Just, oh, that's yeah. tough. That's tough for like, you because you hate everything except the 21st century. <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely correct, which is why I would probably go with 20th century. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, no, that would be my, that would be my go-to. Um, that's, that's tough because if you – I was thinking like just early man, just being hunted every day, that's pretty rough. Mm. Yeah. But you probably also expect to die all the time, so it's like it's kind of expected. <laughs> Uh, but then, like, if you go up to, like, when the bubonic plague was around, that's pretty horrifying. I agree that's probably, like, the that. darkest time possible. Mm. So, that's one, because there's so much uncertainty and uh, such a lack of knowledge. I'd probably pick that time. I, I think that I'm right there with you, because I don't know what it is about when, like, they teach you about bubonic plague it's when you're in school. It's those plague doctor masks. It's horrifying. <laughs> and so the bubonic plague, when I was younger, I mean, I still have hypochondria to this day, but like when I was younger, I used to always think, what if I get the bubonic plague? And if I were back in that time zone, I probably totally would have gotten the bubonic plague. <laughs> that time zone? Yeah, that time zone. <laughs> the bubonic plague time zone. <laughs> so I would not want anything to do with the medieval times. Mm. No, thank you. Mm. And then the way that they treated things during the medieval times. Yeah, pretty rough. Yeah, yeah no, I'm okay. True. James, what about you? I'm sure that you're going to have some answer that none of us are expecting. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, Middle Ages is definitely intimidating, but you guys know that I'm a very rural-minded person, and I'd rather live out in the outskirts rather than the cities where the plague was so rough anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So for me, what's the opposite of what I like, you know, my, with my hobbit behavior? Uh, and that would be the, the Industrial Revolution. So like the 19th century um, and early uh, 18th century, no thanks. You know, all those factories opening up and the really scary jobs where like you could just get mauled by a machine and then, yeah. you know, there was no there was no insurance or retirement policy. So it was literally like, well, guess your family's going to starve just because you, you worked in this <laughs> scary place. So, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Industrial revolution was never an option on the table that I would have imagined for any of us. Yeah, I know. Well, honestly, I'm kind of, I was kind of the same way because it's like, you know, even during the industrial revolution, James, you could have been a farmer somewhere else. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah. It's like you just automatically assume that you're going to get a job at a factory, James. It was what everybody wanted for some it's reason. what everybody wanted, but you don't want <laughs> I really want don't that, know why. So. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. James, they probably would have said, listen. <laughs> You know what? No. <laughs> wow. Talked about me insulting James. No, you say, you say, you're saying people in the Industrial Revolution be like seeing James like, oh, God. I think that I've no. <laughs> during the Industrial Revolution, you would have been a chimney sweep. Like, I can see you with the, the big old. An asthmatic chimney sweep. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make ends meet, James. You got to make ends meet. Oh. <laughs> we had chimney sweep. Alex, you would have worked in a factory, like hands down. Probably. And then I would have obviously just been. They probably would have called me like Six Finger Johnny because I would have like, gotten mauled a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. One of those little machines. To- yeah. I would I would have just been a housewife yeah. taking mm. care of the kids. Weren't that many options even for that? It's like the only time in history where it was like impossible. Yeah. Not for me. Everybody was in the factory. The kid was in the factory. The woman was in the, Everybody's in the factory. The kids had it the roughest because they had to crawl into the places where, like, the adults couldn't fit. So it was literally like, oh, God, I'm getting chills thinking about it. He doesn't like it. And I don't like that either, James. So let's change the subject. Yeah, let's go to our topic. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about the medieval ages didn't happen. Yeah. Or just... Time cor- I don't know about your all's topics at all. So Temporal distortion my, theories. Yeah, and mine's not even quite a distortion as a... I guess I'm going first, right? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. So I'll, I'll lay mine out. I don't know if your all's is quite like mine. I'm so... I was so down on this topic he, because he, I started reading about it. Not not when we first got it, but like when I started looking into it, I was like, I feel like I'm going to have to like write a dissertation for this thing, mm. right? He texted me and he was really upset, number one, because <laughs> he was researching this and he felt like he couldn't. And number two, because the place where he was at, the coffee shop, was playing Screamo music. Yeah, this coffee what? shop was playing Screamo at like really loud volume, like enough that like everybody was like looking around like, when is this going to stop? And it kept going for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> what? In the- uh, anyway, so that made it hard to focus. But my topic is... Egyptian chronology wrong. Ooh, so, is it? Per Dr. Per Dr. Raw, he thinks it is and has come up with some biblical solutions. What's Raw's first name? Is it just Doctor? Yep. Do- <laughs> he came out he came out of the womb and it was just do- Dr. Raw. <laughs> Dr. Raw. David. Written, yep, David Raw. Okay. Um so, Not to oh, be confused with David Grohl. That's right. <laughs> Thanks to the study of antiquity and the Middle Ages on YouTube, their channel is pretty great. They do a big interview with him. 
and he was really able to walk me through this thing because I could not, for the life of me, find a way to distill this thing down into like anything coherent because everything is just written in just like, well, you have to know the subject to understand the subject is how everything was written. Like you got to understand this period of history because they're just throwing out all these feral names, all these different things. I'm like, I don't, I don't. I don't know. What is all this? <laughs> so this video where they did this interview with him, it's just so fascinating. I really recommend people go watch it. And uh, Dr. Roll just seems like the sweetest, nicest guy. We'll have James link it <laughs> on our Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. So this video, again, I recommend it, but I'll do my best to make it understandable. But I will leave the majority of details uh, to those who want to read further. Think of this as a primer for something much more deeper. And interesting. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. enough with the excuses. So in the chronology of history, the and the archaeology of the Bible, and the archaeology of Egypt, there are discrepancies between pharaoh names. So there is a lot of matching involved between the Bible and what we found via archaeology in Egypt. <laughs> and we've been trying to mash these two things together mm-hmm. to make it make sense. And there's just this gap in time that both sides are fighting over, trying to understand. So all this inconsistent matching, like it's so inconsistent that Isaac Newton actually spent a lot of his time trying to piece this thing together. Hmm. Trying to figure out what, what this gap was. And he was doing actually a lot of the work that David Roll actually ended up doing. So when he found himself doing something similar... He found this temporal gap that causes this problem where the two do not gel. The Bible and the archaeology of Egypt. So this time gap has a possible solution that he has found. So his solution was that he would merge the 21st and the 22nd dynasties of Egypt and make them contemporary with each other. So what that means is current history says that the 21st dynasty ran from 1069 BC to 945 BC. And then when that dynasty ended, the 22nd dynasty started at 945 BC to 720 BC. Numbers. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so 21st ends, 22nd begins. Makes sense. Roll's theory is... That, well, and he isn't the only one, but his idea is that you put the two dynasties together simultaneously. Two rulers at the same time, (laughs) rather than one after another. Now, when I first heard this, I was like, that's kind of ridiculous. If you did this, that would remove 350 years of our current perceived history. That's quite a few years. (laughs) If 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 you had them completely overlap. Right. Now, he's not arguing to completely overlap, but it's quite a bit. But this would actually line up the events of the Bible with archaeological findings in a lot of ways. Now, people would argue a lot of semantics, a lot of things maybe fall out of place, but this puts a big event, Exodus, into place. So, again, I was asking, so would dynasties run at the same time? Roll says that actually 99% of Egyptologists accept the idea that there is an overlap between ruling dynasties. So even though currently they are labeled as one beginning and one ending, and you can go into uh, 
just go to Wikipedia and you can click through the dynasties and you find for the most part they all begin and end and then the next one begins and ends. Yeah. They nice. don't overlap. Yeah. But it turns out that it's entirely accepted that they do overlap. And mm. there are usually multiple leaders going at the same time, oftentimes, especially when you're going towards the end of the dynasty. And that's called the intermediate period when there's these two rulers. That makes sense that that happened in a lot of places, you know, uh, just thinking about Rome, you know, when Rome crumbled, you know, it it became the East and Western kingdoms, uh, the Byzantine and the, uh, the Western kingdoms. And so I can see something similar happening. I mean, that's, that's what happens usually when, when it's the end of, an era for for a kingdom or an empire you know the stability breaks down people start saying hey i should be in charge they get followers and then you get what we now call balkanization after what happened to the ussr interesting yeah yeah so it's it's a yeah so this intermediate period it's also called uh kingdom periods and it's when they're the kingdom is kind of split certain areas kind of seem to choose who they want to be their ruler so again the two rulers it's widely accepted but roll hypothesizes that the overlapping was really aggressive during the 21st and 22nd dynasties so they he he really thinks that they pretty much overlapped completely (laughs) he says biblical chronologists ignore exodus because he says exodus should have happened according to them in 1460 bc (laughs) which is done because because of the city ramses and they assume that Ramses II built this city. They'd make an assumption. They got to this date with some arbitrary dates and like some these weird extrapolations of generations. So typically generations, especially back then, were uh, 23 years. <laughs> Usually how you measured a generation was when your last living child has a child. Okay. Okay. And so back then, a generation would be 23 years. Well, biblical chronologists seem to think that for whatever reason, during this time period, they say that a generation is 40 years. That's a big difference. Instead of 23, which is out of line of what what is currently or what was happening at the time. Hmm. So if you make that change... And this is examining the Bible as a historical record, which we use a lot of old religious texts as historical records. We, we treat a lot of them like historical records, but for some reason, the Bible is questions on its historical accuracy, mm-hmm. whereas even older texts, even from Babylonia, are not questioned. <laughs> so that, that being that, um, if you do change these generations to 23 years, which is what was about average at the time, And you take into account the certain lunar cycles. He says that the date would actually be uh, 1252 BC, which is smack in the middle of Ramses II's reign, Mm. which would actually make sense because biblical chronologists are having to stretch to make Ramses city. Yeah. Actually built by Ramses. The time doesn't actually line up. But if you move it to 1252 BC, it lands it dead center in the middle of it. Mm. Yeah. But th- another interesting thing that this helps line up is because the Exodus dating currently puts it smack dab in the middle of the golden age of Egypt, mm. which is doesn't make any sense because they were supposed to be having lots of disasters and a lot of despair. Like everything is supposed to be crumbling. Yeah. 
So the assumption that Ramsey's Ramsey's the second is the Pharaoh at the time, like that's just really what's being challenged when, where, all mm. that stuff. Mm. And so if you move that date back, you're not quite in the golden age anymore. Hmm. And so th- it's much more plausible for it Egypt to be in this downturn rather than the best time ever. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's going to be vocal detractors to this, especially in academics where the theory seems to have been shouted down a lot. Hmm. And from a lot of the things I was reading, it kind of reminds me of how scientists said that carbs are good. <laughs> Carbs are a good thing. And then there's a couple scientists that said, uh, actually, car- carbs are bad. And they got shouted out of the field. Mm. And like they just got shunned and were humiliated. And they couldn't do their job anymore. That one guy, I, I feel so bad for the guy that called out carbs for being bad. And got, Sugars? Yeah. Yeah, he um, was I always think of Ignaz <laughs> Semmelweis. Uh, you know, he's, he basically is why most people today survive being born uh, well, survive infancy, um, but he died after being beaten in a madhouse because he was shouted down by fellow scientists who were like, how dare you suggest that doctors should wash their hands before delivering a child? Um, they thought it was just the worst idea ever. Yeah. The reason I say this, though, is because it does seem like there are definitely, definitely gears that are just wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we are... After reading this, I can guarantee you <laughs> that we are not actually in <laughs> 2021. <laughs> not in the way that we think. Yeah, if you're correct, it is, uh, let's see. If you're correct, Alex, <laughs> it is 1671. And right. this is fun. If we're both correct, our, our dudes, it's actually 1374. <laughs> <laughs> what? So... I say that, and I say this again because there, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that history is now padded out. I actually, I, there's no doubt. I, I actually love do this. I love it now. when Alex believes something and and full throttle believes it too. Well, and here's a re- and here's a really good reason why they recently did carbon dating back in 2010 mm-hmm. that proved that our history is actually inflated. Whoa. <laughs> yep. They, now they said it wasn't quite as bad as Roll was saying it is. But they did prove that our timeline's off. <laughs> Isn't that wild? And so, honestly, we haven't taken into account that a bunch of these dynasties have overlapped. So, how many years off are we? Man. It's only nine. Yeah, we don't Isn't know. That amazing? Again, happy, happy New Year, everybody. It's 1374. <laughs> yeah. So, the thing is, you know... The chronology of the Bible chronologists is so like steadfast that it's really made it hard for archaeologists to question whether it's actually correct or not. <laughs> and so there's like these two worlds battling. And, and they're not, not all archaeologists are on Roll's side to the degree that he is, but it does seem like a lot of them think that, yes, we should at least question it and look into it. Even if he's not right, we can't dismiss an idea like this because yeah. it's not completely unfounded. You heard it here first. The 13th floor is anti-science. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, though, Alex. Oh, man. 
It's so interesting. So Yeah, Alex texted me from the coffee shop raging about the Screamo music, but then also like, <laughs> I believe this. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. It's blowing my mind, right. the Screamo thing. I keep imagining like a, a Starbucks commercial, but instead of the usual like, like you know, hippy-dippy music, it's like, Bleh! Well, that's the thing. <laughs> it, it, it was two... It was two guys working the coffee thing, and they were just sitting there, like, banging their head ever so slightly during the music uh, while everybody else looks around agape at what they're listening to. I see. Yeah. I go to a coffee shop to, like, relax and work, and if yeah. I had music like that, it would have been like, it's, See, for off? me, it's, it, never it, like it's, it's amazing. Like, if I owned a gym, okay, because I like metal, but not at a coffee shop. Uh, exactly. If, if I had a gym, like, I hate going in there, and it's work, 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 and it's like... I wish it was 62 degrees and I want to hear Cradle of Filth or Behemoth shrieking because that's what you want. But yeah. That is what you want. Mm. Yeah. Meal. You guys are crazy. All right. Is it my turn? Well, meanwhile, Cece like, works out to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, it's true. Shake, uh. shake, shaking up. All right. All right. <laughs> it's my turn, you guys. I'm taking the mic from Alex now and I am going to be talking about Anatole Fomenko. I don't know who that is, but oh. I like the last name. Well, I primarily chose him because you guys, when James, because James, as you know, he devises most of our topics. I said, how are we going to turn the Middle Ages aren't real into an episode? And James is like, we'll do it this way. And he mm. handed out topics. He just threw them out there and said, take who you want. And I saw Flamenco and I was like, I like that last name. So I'm taking <laughs> Flamenco that. dancers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I took <laughs> Flamenco specifically for his name. It's like when you pick a, a horse for the derby, yeah. just based upon its name. Oh, right. Very yeah, true. that's what I did here. How'd it go for you? Did you did you get a winner? I did. I, I really liked it. I also, I think that Fomenko, like since we're on our diet and I've been depriving myself of yummy foods, <laughs> Fomenko just kind of reminds me of like a name for cheese. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think it sounds like a cheese. A type of delicious, fancy <laughs> cheese. I was like, I'm going to go buy me a block of Fomenko. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> but anyways, I got all of my information today from an all that's interesting article entitled Why Anatoly Fomenko's New Chronology Says That History Is All Fake. Ooh. Written by John Kurowski in 2018. So not that long ago. And just to give you some background on my dude Fomenko, he's a Russian Soviet mathematician. So he knows numbers. Numbers are his thing. According to Wikipedia, his parents were way smart too. Um, his dad was an industrial engineer, so smart. And his mom was a philo- – this word, I can't pronounce it, philologist. <laughs> she studied languages. Yeah. Smart. So it's not a stretch to say that Fomenko probably had some genius in his DNA. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And his thesis in college, by the way, y'all uh, want to know what his thesis was titled? Yes. It was titled, quote, Classification of totally geodesic manifolds realizing non-trivial cycles in Riemannian homogeneous spaces. Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. I get that. That is powerful. So try saying that three times fast, Alex. Uh, do you want me to? No, no. <laughs> um, and that wasn't even his doctoral thesis. I think that was like his pre-doctoral thesis. So at the end of the day, you guys, what I'm trying to say here is that this guy's got brains for days. <laughs> and he came up with a theory called New Chronology, which posits that history as we know it was basically fabricated, at least the timeline, uh, by fabricated. I think that that just means that major historical events and empires 
just didn't happen as far back as we thought they did. Mm-hmm. Kind of like exactly what Alex just talked about, except huh. kind of different timeline per mm-hmm. se. So as all of you likely know by now, at least if you've been listening to the show for a while, math is not my thing. Unlike Fomenko, numbers do not come easy to me. And trying to wrap my mind around time just makes me all dizzy and confused. <laughs> and, you know, there are parts of this theory, because like Alex, it was like reading the actual theory itself was mind-boggling. And it was just like, whoa, what am I looking at? And then this All That's Interesting article was like, boom, here it is. And I was like, praise God. <laughs> some, some might think that his you know, theory, new chronology is convoluted. But when I started reading this topic, my only thought was, why would anyone fabricate historical timelines? Like, what's the purpose to do that other than just, like, doing it by accident? Because according to Fomenko, there might have been some devious reasons behind why we've done this. Oh. Yeah. So according to Fomenko, his idea is that pre-Renaissance history was all pulled out of thin air by writers and scribes. Because one, who else could do this to fabricate kind of timelines other than those documenting said histories? Mm-hmm. Um, and two, they might have done it because the Catholic Church needed evidence to back up claims made in the Bible chronologically. Uh. So, Manko, he puts most of the blame on a French Calvinist religious leader and scholar named Joseph Scaliger. Spelled mm. S-C-A-I-L-I-G-E-R. And he was born in 1540. And he was obsessed with history. And he wrote all these books, including one called Opus Dei. It was French. Emendation Temporum. <laughs> wow. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park. But that means, quote, revolutionized perceived ideas of ancient chronology. It's the title. And according to Britannica.com, In the book, he, quote, compared the computations of time made by various civilizations of antiquity, corrected their errors, and for the first time placed chronology on a solidly scientific basis. Hmm. So that's a lot, a lot of stuff to put on one man's shoulders. (laughs) Yeah. So he kind of organized history as we know it, basically. And Fomenko's like, or did he organize it to just pull the wool over our eyes? You know what I mean? Yes. I don't know, but if Renaissance historians were all in on this conspiracy, did they do it on purpose? Were they being devious little devils, as I like to call them? Mm. Devious little devils. Or perhaps they were just being lazy. It was an accident. We don't know. But I don't think it all really matters. But Fomenko, he theorizes that through all of their shady, quote-unquote, record-keeping, if that's what you want to say, quote-unquote, all they did was just create a phantom history is what he calls it. Meaning they just basically invented ancient history based upon contemporary people and events to fit the Christian narrative. So he argues that Eurasian history was supposedly, it supposedly happened between the 3rd and 11th centuries AD. And it was made up of all things that actually happened during the 13th and 17th centuries. And he alleges that the Bible, as we know, it actually reflects events that were happening in the 11th and 14th centuries. Which is like way different than what we're what we're told. And apparently the Bible was really it was really first translated in the fifteenth century, and during that time lots of ancient texts began to be translated because the printing press was fairly new, people wanted reading material. So a guy named William Tyndall made what's widely accepted to be uh, the first translation of the Bible in fifteen twenty six, which is all around the time where 
Flamenco's like, this is where the timeline got a bit wonky. Hmm. So anyways, you might be thinking, what evidence does Flamenco have that the historical timeline is all cattywampus? His his alleged proof centers upon lunar cycles. And I know, Alex, you mentioned lunar cycles in yours. Mm -hmm. His is all about lunar cycles. So in 1973, Fomenko started reading up on inconsistencies and historical data related to lunar cycles, i.e. historical events from the time of Jesus that reportedly included major lunar eclipses and whatnot. And based upon our current timeline and the way that the celestial bodies move around the universe... There's no way that a lunar eclipse could have occurred at the time the Bible says, according Mm -hmm. to the timeline, you know. Um, And according to Fomenko's calculations, some of these supposed events possibly happened uh, some 1,000 years after what is perpetuated by historians today. So that's what Fomenko is saying. And Fomenko isn't the only person to believe this. Other writers throughout history have also challenged the current chronological timeline, including as you mentioned, Alex, Sir Isaac Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he too claimed that Christian scholars in the Middle Ages had misrecorded history, possibly by mistake, possibly on purpose, who knows. Mm-hmm. But Fomenko, with his big mathy brain, he was able to draw up some mathematical calculations based upon astronomical events. So that's kind of his supposed proof, if you believe it. Hey, numbers um, make more sense than anything else. Numbers and lunar cycle, James. Yeah. But when James when James split up our topics again, I was I was actually amazed because I'd never really heard anyone challenge our timeline before. But Me yeah, Fomenko's yeah. work it has been criticized by some, but moreover, people people just really aren't discussing it or <laughs> challenging it. And I'm not sure if it's because people just aren't interested or they just don't give much credence to the thought that it happened and don't want to waste time on it. But the guy who wrote the All That's Interesting article on Fomenko definitely didn't buy into his thoughts because he called Fomenko, quote, misguided. And he cited archaeological evidence like carbon dated artifacts and, quote, unquote, written records, which why are you putting written records as the, you know, as supposed evidence of the timeline being correct when Fomenko's questioning all of the mm. written records? I thought that was weird. But anyways... Uh, the author of the article basically wrote Fomenko off, as a lot of people have and do. And then you guys then got things. Things got a bit heated in the comments section of the article. <laughs> 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 basically, one guy was all like, the moon landing was fake. And if that was fake, then what makes you think that NASA and the powers that be wouldn't lie to us about other things like the chronology of history? Mm. And my favorite line from that comment is, would you bet your child's life on it? I could never do that because I'd be condemning my son to death. Now I will put up my son's life over the fact that the earth is flat. End quote. What? <laughs> <laughs> what a strange art. <laughs> it, was, it was a long thread and there were a lot of people. I felt bad because it's like this guy really believes this. Yeah. And there are all these people who are like, uh-uh, you're crazy. Yeah. But no, for real, you guys, I would like to end with a quote from Fomenko himself on history, because if you stop to think about it, we do have to kind of just trust what some strangers from ages and centuries ago have said happened. Yep. Well, and you have to you have to trust that it didn't get borked along the way either. Borked? Yeah, borked. <laughs> <laughs> so Fomenko says this quote. When we say that Brutus killed Caesar with a sword, the only thing it means is that some written source that managed to reach our time says so and nothing but. 
The issue of just how faithfully documented history reflects real events is very complex and requires a special study, end quote. So really what he's asking for is just more study into the chronology of our timeline. Like, there's a very real possibility that it could have been borked, as Alex just said. (laughs) That's how Um, I feel. That's how I feel Roll is, too. It's like. He's, he's questioning it, but people seem to get really upset about it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a reasonable question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't even get science right now in 2021 <laughs> or 2071 or whatever year. I'm getting flashbacks to it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> science <laughs> is sometimes wrong. <laughs> That's <laughs> I love right. that episode. That's right. Um, well, <laughs> for me, it's like, for me personally, it's like, okay, if the timeline is wrong and we really are living in you know 1364 or whatever what does it really matter because i'm living now that's all i kind of need to well concentrate on that doesn't affect now it's just a perspective on a perspective on history i think it's very fascinating on history a perspective on biblical chronology which is important for a lot of people yeah so it's uh it's yeah it's pretty important some of it is i mean it doesn't affect it doesn't actually affect anybody right not in their present state of being, but I, I want to know if I'm in the 1600s or not. Yeah, I, I want to know, <laughs> you know, if, if certain historical figures are just fan fiction. You know, that's kind of... <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just... I don't know. Yeah, Albert Einstein didn't exist. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Who are you talking about today? I am talking about Herbert Illig. And I just want to, before I even go into him, while we're on the topic of time... How bizarre a coincidence, I bet you guys don't know this, how bizarre a coincidence that we covered three people who are all born within the same five-year span. Really? Uh, Yeah. All three of these dudes are still alive. CC, your dude was born in uh, 1945. Mine was born in 47, and Alex was born in 50. So not a big window there. No, it's not. My my guy... That interview that I was talking about was just a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, really, like, the biggest thing, I mean, it's it's weird how it overlaps. They were all three born in the same five-year span, and most of their stuff really didn't become uh, published and argued about until the 90s. So, mm. yeah. It's it, not that old. No, it's not that old. It's such a weird coincidence uh, that, you know, all this sort of, like, came to a head in a very, very close span of time. But anyway, Herbert Illig is from Bavaria, which is my favorite cream puff. And he <laughs> he posits that the years 614 to 911, 9-11, whatever you want to call it, it's weird to say as a, as a year, um, did not exist at all. So it's actually 1724, if he's right. Assuming that, you know, Roll wasn't also right, it's, you know, 1374. But uh, basically what he had in mind was that Otto III, who was the Holy Roman Emperor at the time, and Pope Sylvester II, who was the Pope at the time, and maybe Emperor Constantine VII, who was the Byzantine Emperor at the time, they all just decided to get together conspiratorially and say that it was the year 1000. <laughs> so huh. the reason for this was 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 twofold. First... They wanted to make sure that everybody thought that Otto deserved to be Holy Roman Emperor. That's one. 
Right. Two, the year 1000 was when a lot of folks believed that Jesus was coming back and it was just an important year. So it was kind of like propaganda to just really make Otto the third out to be the greatest dude ever. Hmm. That's what hmm. the, the claim. But this means that some of the most important figures in uh, European history are also just fan fiction, including Charlemagne. So it's kind of like, oh, my God. I mean, this is such an important period. I mean, basically saying the Holy Roman Empire was was made up up until Otto, you know, just decided, hey, I'm I'm in charge of this illustrious period of time. (laughs) And you would think there would be like an enormous backlash. But the logic there is not that they just came out and said it. But more like they wrote it down. They had all these monks write it down because those were the only people who really were writing things down and who were largely literate at the time. And it just sort of slowly faded into being canon, which is weird to wow. think about like the world and, and being canon, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it is a work of fiction. So here's his reasoning for this. So one, there is not a lot of archaeological stuff from that window, like at all. I mean, you would think that a period – uh, as notable as the Holy Roman Empire would have a whole bunch of like really cool relics, but there's not. Um, uh, also, when they look at dendrochronological methods, in other words, using trees to to date things, because you know trees live hundreds, sometimes thousands of years, doesn't add up. When they use radiometry to determine the date of events, it doesn't add up. So that's kind of weird. Also, a lot of Romanesque architecture pops up in the 10th century. Well, Rome fell a long time ago, right? (laughs) So why is Roman-inspired architecture uh, so popular during that period? It wasn't rediscovered really until the Renaissance, presumably. The implication here being that Rome hadn't fallen uh, as as far back as as the 10th century. And lastly, the the biggest thing – that his his biggest argument, uh, the Julian calendar, which had you know Julius Caesar and all that, uh, there was discrepancies in it. So basically, you lose a day for every century. Now that doesn't seem like a lot, but see, in 1582 they introduced the Gregorian calendar. Well, if that's the case, there should have been 13 days between that and the modern calendar, but there weren't. Huh. So. Instead, it only had to be adjusted every like 10 days. Well, if it only needed to be adjusted by 10 days instead of 13, you do the math, that's 300 years. So why? <laughs> it doesn't add up. So I don't flip a no. Now, there's a lot of people who do not agree with him at Big Shock. Yeah. Um, and one of the points <clears throat> that people make is that there's actually been a lot of eclipses seen uh, in, in certain years that would not have taken place had there been this 297 year gap that that didn't transpire. So that's one thing. Uh, For example, 59 AD, Pliny the Elder says he sees an eclipse. 418 AD, Photius says he sees an eclipse. Well, that'd be kind of hard to fabricate if there was that 297 year gap again. Also, if we look at Asian records, particularly Chinese records regarding uh, like comets, Paley's Comet, for example, doesn't really add up either. It makes more sense that we we live in the time period that that we think we do. (laughs) So that's one argument. Also, another 
argument is dendrochronology is not the best way of determining things. So that's an issue. And some trees support this rather than refute it. So that's that's another thing. So those are two big, big, big ones. Um, and lastly, and this is this is probably the, the the biggest argument against it in my opinion, and this might be partially because I, I do really like Charlemagne and I think he's a super cool dude, and I don't want him to be fictional. But <laughs> you know, Charlemagne was sort of famous throughout Europe. So if it was just being made up during you know, for this, you know, now now real but previously fictional Holy Roman Empire, well then why is it that England, who had no interest in that kind of crap at all, why do their records match? You know? So, I mean, it, it does seem like too big a, a conspiracy to pull off. And yet, hmm. it's one of those things where there's a big schism uh, because it's it's not just a handful of extreme perspectives. This isn't like, you know, flat earth or donut earth. You, there's a lot of people, a lot of archaeologists and historians who see enough evidence to say, you know, maybe Illig's right. And some of them to the point where they say, absolutely, Illig's right. So, uh, you know, there's no definitive proof one way or the other because there's plenty of evidence in both camps that, you know, either it's either 2021 or 1794. Uh, How many years was yours, Cease? thousand years, I think. Yeah, so, I can't remember oh, off This is probably the, what, the 700s? Yeah. Well, if we're all three, if, if all three yeah. of our dudes are right, it's it's like uh, 397, 370-something. 3, <laughs> oh, I, like, it's hard to fathom. Just time, looking at time chronologically just messes with my brain in chronologically general. Chronologically makes it messes with your mind? <laughs> yes. Just normal one, two, three days? Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, I'll look at a calendar and I'll just go, nope. How does time go forward? <laughs> well, the hard thing, the thing that like when I worked in news, I had to very specifically time segments. Mm. It was one of the hardest jobs I've ever had, you guys. Uh-huh. Dealing with those 60 seconds? Nope. But I... I don't know. When it comes to why the timeline might have been deviously skewed, mm. I have a hard time imagining that like they kept it under wraps. Because mm. it's like the more people that know something's happening, the the greater chance somebody's going to tell. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I have yeah. a lot of questions. Yeah. I mean, mine's based all on an assumption made by biblical chronologists. Yeah. And so it's an argument against theirs about Ramses, which is just, uh, I really recommend people go watch the video. Hmm? You guys, we I hope we haven't confused you, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is like one of my favorite episodes we've done, honestly. Alex mm. really likes. Yeah. yeah it's always the ones that he, he hates when, when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It always is. That's how it works. Well, I just want to thank Carson for submitting this topic because it was eye-opening because mm. you don't really question what year it is. Like, I don't know many people who question that we're in 2021. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to get locked up, especially if you're in the hospital. What, what's the current year? <laughs> 1724, <laughs> doctor. <laughs> Do you mean on Rolls chronology? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, is it time? Is it time to draw from the base? It is. Time. Give me the base. All right, here. All right. I'm already digging. You ready? Dig, dig, dig. Pull right, one here out. There you go. All right. What's it say? 
Next week, we're going to be talking about interesting scientists. So this is a person episode. This is submitted to us by Walter. So Walter did not say where he was from, but Walter, you know who you are because you submitted this topic. Thank you, Walter. And I want to thank you. Do you guys want to hear some fun facts about Walter? Uh, Yeah. Does he cook? Does he cook meth? Alex. (laughs) (laughs) No, he didn't. I didn't know. I get it. It was it was a Breaking Bad reference. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Guys, that's what I that's what I have to deal with on a regular basis. All right. Walter once got so lost in a corn maze that his family had to send a farm worker him to find him, uh, and they just ended up having to plow over some of the corn to get him out. Oh. So that's one thing. And then he also thinks that the best insects are bees. <laughs> so those are some fun facts about Walter. Walter, thank you for submitting your topic. Alex. If any of our listeners want to submit a topic to put into our beautiful oh, oh, vase, yeah. where can they submit them? You can send it to Instagram at 13th Floor Podcast. You can send it to our email at uh, 13th Floor Podcast at gmail.com. You can send it to our website, 13th Floor Podcast.com. <laughs> yep. Um, and you can tweet me, and I'll see you at least within three months. Yep, he will. We. we <laughs> Recently, he got into the Twitter the other day and saw mm. that we had several topics. Twitter. To. Yep. Yeah, so to everybody who submitted a topic via Twitter, I just want to apologize from the bottom of my heart for I'm Alex's. sorry. Yeah. So anyways, those uh, we're going to be talking about interesting scientists next week. Is there anything else that you guys want to say before we hit the road? No. That's it for me. The only thing I wanted to say was... Uh, our music is by Grant Cook. You can find our name on music, Spotify, <laughs> anywhere you listen to music. So you guys, until next time, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 1374.